Tennessee just sounds perfect. Whether that's live music, the crack of a campfire, or kids laughing on an adventure. To start planning your trip, visit tnvacation.com. Tennessee sounds perfect. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Ridiculous History is a production of iHeartRadio. Breaking news, special announcement, fellow ridiculous historians, it's your it's your pals, uh, super producer Max and Noel, and I'm Ben. We are doing something a little bit different this week, and we wanted to give you a heads up that uh, this ep- this week's episodes are uh, there's something special. They might not be for everyone. NSFW, NSFK, mm-hmm. just mm-hmm. just unsafe. No, actually, I mean they're, they're safe. <laughs> you know, sex is a thing that, that people uh, that, that's, that's existed throughout history, throughout the the species. You know, I mean, how else would we have continued to exist and thrive on this planet if it weren't for the the sexy private times? And that uh, we go into that in detail in today's episode. You might hear Ben and I say some things that you're not used to hearing us say, because um, we join Diana and Eli of Ridiculous Row romance and discussing the history of sex, not just sex, but sex toys, implements used not only for procreation, but for pleasure. Yeah, well said. And I don't know about everybody else, but I definitely learned some things and we enjoyed, we enjoyed this episode so much, uh, this two-part episode with Ridiculous Romance, that we wanted to put it directly on our feed and we got Diana and Eli's permission so, so uh, they're great with it, but this is also a great way for you to get a taste of what you can encounter on Ridiculous Romance. It's not always, I feel like they want us to say this, Noel, it's not always about sex toys, but come for the puns and then check out, check out their fantastic show as well, because it, it legit yeah. is hilarious. And then seriously, this is probably on par with the, you know, I know we do stuff with Jack and Miles. We kind of allow ourselves to uh, untuck our shirts a little bit, let our hair down, (laughs) our hairs. This one kind of takes that to the next level, I would say. So more on par with the the George Carlin episode that we did where um, there was about a list of, of blue words that were 
band in broadcasting. This is kind of like that. So definitely not a co-listening experience unless it's, you know, you and your and your lover. That would be good. So without further ado, let's dive into the history of sex toys. Hey there, friends, come listen well. Eli and Diana got some stories to tell. There's no matchmaking or romantic tips. It's just about ridiculous relationships. A lover might be any type of person at all. An abstract concept or a concrete wall. But if there's a story worth a second glance, we'll put it in a show, Ridiculous Romance. A production of iHeartRadio. Hey, guys. Thank you so much for coming on the show. I know, right? I, too, am very excited and enthused. So, so yeah, we can tell. I'm sorry. Part of the conversation yeah. today. Yes. We woke yes. these guys up at 3 a.m. and mm-hmm. told them they had to come jump on the show. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry for interrupting you. And I was like, can I, can I bring clothes with me? Uh, I didn't get an answer, but I found a, I found a T-shirt. Um, so nice. I'm just not going to stand up while we record. Out of respect That's for, for everyone. Thank yeah. You. Yes, um, thank you. But I, I know that we were massively excited. First off, big, big fans of Ridiculous <laughs> Romance. Massively. Yes. <laughs> massively excited. Uh, positively vibrating with pleasure because wow. the, look at that. Th- this is a uh, <laughs> this is a show. Uh, w- one thing we love about Ridiculous Romance is uh, your ability to explore things in a way that we often don't in Ridiculous History. Wouldn't you agree, Noel? explore <laughs> right <laughs> sorry yeah no no definitely get used to that I mean, in this episode <laughs> i know this is going to be a journey a voyage of self-discovery uh yeah i mean we you know we, we try to keep it pg-13 and honestly like there is no reason that the history of sex toys can't be pg-13 i mean it's history these are things these are artifacts yeah these are historic relics sometimes sacred in many so cases absolutely yeah, so true. the history itself definitely PG thirteen. Us talking about it, we'll Maybe see. Maybe not. <laughs> I love it though. Yeah, this is us. This is like me and Ben's chance to really let it all hang it's out. True. Yeah, we yeah. we got to take you guys off the leash, and uh, <laughs> we'll see what happens. Okay, wait. What do we? Is this? I trust you guys, Diana, uh-huh. Eli. Is this a? Uh, is this a? episode where we need a safe word or where are we at with that? You know, a safe word is always a good idea. I think so. Um, yeah, if sure. if you ever feel uncomfortable, definitely just, uh, you know, I don't know, scream at the top of your lungs. Harder. Or, uh, That'll be our safe word. Right. Harder. Okay. Harder is a great safe word. <laughs> no potential for misunderstanding there. <laughs> I always just prefer, and I think we've mentioned it on the show before, that I just think the ultimate safe word is just Stop. safe word. Safe word. Yeah. Why would you, <laughs> why need, why would you say like anything but safe word? Or something when you're like, look, safe word, it says it all. It's yeah. Safe word, safe word. You're done. I'm done. <laughs> I'm not going to accidentally say safe word in passion in the moment if so I don't true. mean it. Unlike pineapples, which comes up a lot. Well, yeah. Kindly <laughs> stop ramrodding me. Yes. Uh, sorry, the safe <laughs> word must be idea. submitted in writing in triplicate. <laughs> uh, no, I, this is a question that I think is on both my mind and and Noel's. Uh, what are some of the, like, you guys have gone into some really uh, at times controversial territory for a lot of people. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. One of the things that I think you always approach from such an empathetic uh, human angle uh, is the idea of people's sexual explorations, right? Uh, I think because mm-hmm. we call it ridiculous romance and you've had stories that are almost entirely just just the romance, right? But today when you when you when you all came to us with this idea of uh, sex toys, I at least, I can't speak for you, Noel, I knew they were 
ancient because people have been mm-hmm. into this for a long time. But I don't think I grasped, oh, grasp, whatever. I, I don't think I understood <laughs> how, how, like how intertwined with society, past, present, and future these things have been. And is it true? Like, are we at a, did we just as a society get out of a period where these things were taboo? I have so many questions. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, I mean, especially uh, dildos particularly were uh, vilified at oh, some point. Sure. At, yeah. at one point in history, they were very, very common and awesome and everybody loved them. And then they were like, wait, do you think my wife will like this dildo better than me? Than and me? then <laughs> they kind uh, of yes. fell out of favor with <laughs> <Probably>. the gentleman. <laughs> what am I going to do? It's... Learn how to be a better lover? That's malarkey. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's well, remarkable how frequently male insecurity shapes history. Isn't, isn't it? it? Yeah. So remarkable. Yeah. So remarkable. Almost too much remarkable. Um, I also did learn, too, that um, because it allowed gay men, dildos allowed gay men to have sex without, you know, without actually uh, putting their own body parts in each other. They were able to have sex when they had HIV. And so they became synonymous with having HIV for a little while as well. If you had a dildo, it meant you were you were like had a deadly disease. Wow. Which is very weird. But obviously what a that weird changed. Leap to make. I yeah, know, right? right? Yeah. Well, you know, they were trying real hard to uh, make everyone very scared of gay people. Hmm. Um, That's true. During that period, so I think they were trying anything. Yep. They were trying anything that would stick. Speaking of sticks, <laughs> speaking of sticks. <laughs> yeah, early on, though, I mean, like the attitude towards sex was pretty laissez-faire, like, I Definitely. mean, in the er- earliest days. And then it went through the kind of puritanical phase mm-hmm. and then sort of has come full circle um, in the modern day. Yeah. I know we're going to get there, but yeah. why don't we take it back to like antiquity and yeah, like the, the, the discovery <laughs> of the first <laughs> mystical dildo of, of the gods? Well, yeah, we I mean, we have been digging up dildos for a very long time. Right. Uh, they think the first one uh, humans, not us personally. Yeah, I was yeah, going no, we to save that. We question. have been personally. <laughs> We've only been digging up dildos for a couple months, but humans <laughs> so have been doing in your it. backyard. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's where, artistic. Where I have no it's, idea how they got back. It was there. the oldest house on the street, they tell us. That's so true. there was nothing but farmland. Back the oldest house so everyone... on Dildo Ave. <laughs> everyone would hide their dildos in our backyard. <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, human beings have been digging up dildos for a very long time. Uh-huh. They think they found the very first dildo in a cave in Germany that dates back to the Ice Age, oh, so 28,000 uh, years ago, and it's a, made of chalk. Ooh, of chalk? Well, I guess you got to so, stay warm, but geez. It feels dry, though, doesn't it? Like uh, something like that, why would you want to put but Ugh, you dusty, chafy yeah, something? No, but I mean, uh, I guess you're real desperate in the Ice Ages. But you could really leave your mark. Uh, you know, oh, oh, chalk it up, chalk it up <laughs> to a lack of supplies. <laughs> I don't know what couldn't they just have fashioned one out of like a block of ice, just kind of make it like smooth. I guess it would melt, but it would take do a you while. Really, you could do you want to put a block done. of ice like inside your butt? Because I can tell <laughs> you, bl- I would not like Maybe. that. <laughs> it could be interesting. Who knows? I mean, it's you know, stimulation, it's stimulation. It was the ice age. They were very used to that feeling, right? right. They're like, we're always cold. You know? Whatever. Isn't there another? Another old one that was discovered, um, I believe, somewhere in like Syria, uh, that was like made of stone. There were yes. like stone ones as well. Stone Ooh, ones, ivory, jade, uh, probably bones. I imagine. I feel like that's a that's an obvious one <laughs> to make a deal sure, out of a sure, bone. Sure. Yeah. Um, and if you look up prehistoric 
dildos, they have a wide variety of sizes and girths and different foreskin op- like options. Oh, they even okay. came with Ooh. tattoos or little illustrations <laughs> carved in them. So I love that there was some art. They were like branded. They were branded. They Amazing. were like, this is Og's dildo. Well, <laughs> they probably had a close personal relationship, you know, at, at sure. some point. I, I assume that even in more uh, collectivist early societies, there were still things that were considered kind of like your personal property. Like, hey, this- mm. Like a like a toothbrush, sure, you know, sure, or a, a butt Or like an yeah. yeah. amulet, yeah, you know, or your butt mm-hmm. plug or, or your dildo. Yeah. Right. Uh, mm-hmm. But so- right. uh, but, yeah. by, by, by the way, I, I made a mistake. I said Syria, just kind of off the top of my head. It was Germany, I believe, where they found mm. this, these collections of siltstone. Uh, Germany. Uh, Some of these were like monograms. Germany, kind of. the early oh, good, forefront. Yeah. <laughs> Of this technology. Makes sense, exactly. Of of anywhere in the world, where would you look for a dildo <laughs> but Germany? I've been saying that. You listen to our show. That's awesome. So uh, so there's another thing, you know, Diana, you found this in your research, and it's something that really stood out to me because you think a lot about, not to get too in the weeds, but you think a lot about uh, material science, to put it in the lamest way possible like uh i I, it makes sense that there would be something like a smooth stone or ivory or bone or even wood uh that would make sense and probably have less of a risk of injury or irritation but what's up with the uh, (laughs) incredibly silly name the olis boy B-O-I. Olis boy. Olis boy. <laughs> Here comes that Olis boy. Uh-oh. It's your boy. Olis boy. Oh, We're breaking up. I don't need boy. you. I have Olis boy. And he's more Olis of a boy. man than you'll ever be. <laughs> pretty, pretty good branding. Uh, but yeah, oh, what's man. the deal with I mean, this? Is a, uh, this dates back to ancient Greece, I believe, and then carried over uh, to, to some other adjacent cultures. Oh, yeah. They were stuffed phalluses, and ma- they were made of polished leather. And I guess stuffed. apparently sometimes you would even find the stone ones with like a leather sheath, so they would be warmer and softer when you Oh, okay. You know, yeah, sure. In there. Okay. Sure. Um, so that's part that was smart. I feel like they were really thinking about comfort right. at some point, and they were like, you know, while we're making coats and shoes, let's go ahead <laughs> <laughs> set some aside. Somebody said, <laughs> <And the> ladies, <laughs> this siltstone just isn't doing it for me. Something about <laughs> a lot it. of roughage Something about it. And they Chalk were, didn't work. Chafey What's too, next? Right? Yeah, yeah. Right. I think it was big leather. Well, speaking of chafe, the, the ancient Greeks would also use olive oil as a lubricant. Oh, so all right. uh, okay. there goes your chafing problem. You just get that bad boy, that bad olive boy dipped in some olive oil. <laughs> Surely that that enters into the Slides etymology right of in. the word, right? Does that olive boy referencing? Oil? I, I wonder. I mean, just I don't know. I always do this where I see two vaguely similar yeah. words, and I'm like, they must be related. There's no way they're not. But it is a pretty interesting <laughs> it, coincidence because I believe this is the first version of this that was called this. Mm-hmm. And then there were right. other cultures that used that that term as well. It, it makes me think of. Have you guys ever seen the movie Caligula? Yep. No. You know, I didn't watch it's, it. Uh, yeah, it's 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 a lot. Uh, it was produced by the publisher of Penthouse, and they wanted it to be like full frontal oh. orgy, yeah. orgiastic, mm. raunch city. But it's also like you know a really expensive, you know, period movie um, with Malcolm McDowell playing the the titular psychopath uh, emperor of Rome. And there's yeah. a scene where he um, uses olive oil uh, to lube up his fist. Uh, oh, sure, to yeah. do a thing. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, like so. I've got the (laughs) etymology because I was thinking of this as well. And you know, English being such a 
language of the lazy and, and plagiarist. <laughs> plagiaristic uh, people of the world, uh, the, we end up with a lot of things that may seem like they are falsely related. But according to this, uh, Olis boy, which is the funny one, is the plural of olibos, which is ancient Greek for to slip, to glide. You know, like that there slip and go. slide commercial in the 80s. Right. Right. You slip, uh, you slide, you take a jump and take a dive. dive. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. 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 Oh, okay. Yeah. I, thought that was, I was like, what? And then, oh. All right. Eli, you and I are the olds in this conversation. Uh, whereas, as usual. Yeah. Where, I, as I believe, Olive is uh, unrelated etymologically. But, dang it. Well, Foiled again. By the old It's funny it was called Olive Boy. It was my, my Olive Boy. Oh, yeah. My Olive Boy. <laughs> my Olive Oil exactly. Boy. Exactly. <laughs> like a Game Boy. This You're is like, my Olive Boy. I'm going to go retire to be with my Olive Boy tonight. <laughs> no, there's another interesting thing here where we're talking about the um, cyclical ups and downs of uh, sex positivity, for lack of a better word, sure. throughout human history. Uh, one thing that surprised me in the research here is that the Greek men, to your point about male insecurity, Eli, the Greek men who would go off to fight in wars were actually on board with uh, giving uh, giving an Alice boy to their partner. Mm -hmm. Is that correct? Yeah. They thought that if women were left too long without a, a, an injection of sperm in them <laughs> at some point... They would eventually get hysteria or sure, something yeah, yeah. called a wandering uterus. Oh, yeah, we've heard about yeah. that. Oh, Which yeah. I, I know, it's a tough time around the house when my uterus jumps out and starts taking it walks starts wandering around the neighborhood all by itself. <laughs> you know, we get, we always get calls from the neighbors. Yeah. Like, Your uterus is loose again. You know? Where are yeah. you at, little buddy? Yeah. Oh, my God. You just need a higher fence, <laughs> I, I keep thought, saying. I thought I felt a little it's lighter today. It's just trying today. to find itself, you know? It's just trying to understand who it really is. It's like, what am I doing here? Those things can change. I got to say, the the this uh, this concept though of like leaving the women with uh, a dildo so that they wouldn't you know their uteruses wouldn't wander it gives a whole new meaning to the phrase left to their own devices. Oh, oh. Yeah. well, yeah. so it's like we right. have to as you we are, have to inoculate you with sperm or else right. you will go right. insane. Which is so funny, and that and I mean uh, it's noted here, of course, that hysteria. And sex toys had a very long historical link, mostly for women. You know, doctors would. Uh, do a pelvic massage for women that would result in a paroxysm. <laughs> uh, uh -huh. <laughs> and I was supposed to cure them of hysteria. And I bet a lot of women were like, yeah, I feel so hysterical today. I don't know. I just better go to the doctor. <laughs> hey, doc, you mind showing me how I could do this maybe at home for myself right. when a hysteria right. just comes on? Put <laughs> myself out of it. Right, right. <laughs> He's like, no, I think you need a professional. Mm -hmm. Was this kind of like a like a slow shift? Because it seems like at first, you know, sex toys are purely meant for kind of you know the most hedonistic of pleasures, mm -hmm. um, and then it starts to be more functional. Where it's like, I am the man. I, I, you know, you are my property, and I'm going to give you this as a stand-in for me while I'm away. But then it kind of started moving more towards like being a medical device, right? Or we, maybe we're not quite there yet, but. Yeah, I think vibrators yeah. more specifically were yeah. um, were marketed as uh, medical devices and dildos were not. So I think that's why Got dildos it. actually had more controversy Ooh. on them than vibrators ever did. Because they vibrators were never really had. 
Yeah, vibrators never really seemed to be a problem for people. They were like, cool, whatever, get your steam-powered thing and mm-hmm. <laughs> have at it. <laughs> but like, w- but it was like a medical thing because ladies are so crazy. They have to have something, right. I guess. But with dildos, <laughs> it was more about like actual penetration and okay. men could use them and, you know, lesbians mm-hmm. use them and stuff. So it became well, like more of a... Got it. I, could, I, got I guess it. I could see that, you know, if, if you've got something that vibrates, then the men, you know, well, I, I can't do that. So at least that's, that's a different true. device. But if it's just a dildo, oh, I've got can't. a perfectly good dick right here. <laughs> What's the that. problem? You want a you want a dick in you? I can make that happen. Yeah. <laughs> I can see them getting a little more a- aggravated about the yeah. dildos. <laughs> Maybe so, yeah. This is a great spot for a break. So we'll be right back. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. This episode of Ridiculous History is brought to you by Mint Mobile. You know, Ben, I got to say, one of the best parts about spring cleaning is that post-clean clarity you get where you're like, man, how have I been living like this? What's wrong with me? <laughs> you're right, Noel. It's, it's kind of like when you find out you've been paying a fortune for wireless when Mint Mobile has phone plans for 15 bucks a month when you purchase a three-month plan. It's time to switch to Mint Mobile and get unlimited talk, text, and data for 15 bucks a month. To get this new customer offer and your new three-month unlimited wireless plan for just 15 bucks a month, go to mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. That's mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. Cut your wireless bill to 15 bucks a month at mintmobile.com slash ridiculous. $45 upfront payment required, equivalent to $15 a month. New customers on first three-month plan only. Speed slower above 40 gigabytes on unlimited plan. Additional taxes, fees, and restrictions apply. See Mint Mobile for details. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. (laughs) Well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at AvalonWaterways.com. Welcome back, everyone. So there's another question that I had that was a very, uh, I guess, practical question. Like, obviously, a chalk, like a dildo device of chalk, it sounds like it's what the person had to work with at the time. But mm-hmm. when you're thinking about 
people in the natural world where there's not nearly as much technology as there is today in 2022 yeah. as we record this yeah. wouldn't the natural world already have some kind of like phallic thing you could mess with like i don't know i'm, <laughs> I'm gonna make the laziest choices like i was uh no, we're not going to tell that story. Like, oh, oh no. why? <laughs> okay, I'll say it. So I was in yeah. a grocery store uh, during the uh, height of the lockdown, only go out for necessities, uh -huh. whatever, be masked up and everything. And I hadn't been out in public in a while. And the entire, I think I mentioned this to you guys off air, the entire grocery store was filled with a weirdly unnecessary sexual tension because people <laughs> hadn't seen each other in a while. Everybody's yeah. got an aura of mystery because, you know, two thirds mm -hmm. of their face is covered. Sexy. And I, I uh -huh. was in the produce aisle and this, uh, there's a person there and I can tell you much more about them who saw me like selecting cucumbers for some stuff I was going to cook. And were staring at me hard to the point where I just put down the cucumbers and thought, I'm going to cook something else because this <laughs> this person is reading this more into this situation than, uh -huh. you know, my lame ass salad or whatever. And I think of that, you know, we like it's a trope in it's a trope in so much uh western erotica as well like ooh, watch this person eat fruit or whatever mm -hmm, so did that yes. play a role in like the history of sex toys most definitely there are like ancient texts like arabian nights that talk about fruit and vegetables and just any penis shaped object <laughs> but the best one i saw was from this ming dynasty writer tao Tsung Yi, and you know we don't speak cantonese but we try <laughs> circa 1360 he wrote about something called the Cantonese groin, which was a root sufficiently penis-shaped to be used as a dildo, mostly by uh, peasant women in, like, the country, rural areas. Oh. And interestingly, it, it was also called an olispos. So oh. they probably got that from ancient Greece, I imagine. I would, yeah. Um, yeah Silk Road have, was so crazy. Such a similar yeah. name. Yeah, right? <laughs> such a similar name. It must have been. Silky and Road. <laughs> the legend of this Cantonese groin is, quote, in the pastures of the Tartars, wild horses often copulate with dragons. Drops of the semen will fall down and enter the earth, and after some time put forth shoots resembling bamboo sprouts of pointed shape and covered with small scales close together like the teeth of a comb and with a network of veins, making them very similar to the male member. Okay. Do you guys have um, teeth of a comb mm. on your dick? Sounds like a... Oh, <laughs> comb teeth? Like, it's yeah. illegal oh, sure, for you sure. to ask me that. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> well, to be fair, I mean, not to get too, you know, anatomically correct here, but why not? Sure. There is a seam, you know, on the bottom of a, of a, of a penis uh, that is vaguely comb-like, or it's like a ridge that's true. kind of that's thing. True. You know, it's a little zigzaggy kind of vibe. Maybe, so. Maybe that's what they were referring to. a lot to. of these, I like... Put, you know, but, um, yeah, the, the veiny part is always just... You know, I, I know, right? Oh, yeah. I think of a Snickers bar. Sometimes Every I get these time. sweet potatoes at Every the grocery store time. that have all these veins up along the side of them. It's very, like, very what upsetting. Are you trying to say, yeah. sweet potato. That's a very sweet potato. Anyway, the, the produce section in general, you just got <laughs> to. I, I even bad. wonder, Ben. Don't go when you're feeling when you, lusty, when you I skip guess. cucumbers, where do you go? Because almost <laughs> everything. Well, what, it's so funny. The emoji is eggplant, which is the one I would probably not turn to yeah. in a crisis. <laughs> 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 <No>. <laughs> 
<laughs> and actually, another Ming writer named Li Yu wrote a theatrical play about a lesbian couple who use a double olisbos. So they oh. had double-sided dildos like as far back as the 1300s. And this was a stick made of wood or ivory with two silk bands attached to the middle. I guess oh. so you could, like pull on it. Yeah, well, you yeah. need a grip, right? Or yeah, something to grip on. That makes sense. I like so. I'm assuming we. we I I haven't seen this this play. I, I don't have not think you seen have. It. I, I don't think that it's been mounted in a I while. <laughs> hasn't been mounted. <laughs> da, 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 da. Hey. So is, is it is it double sided? I think so. Like like like, like, like right, right. Uh, like there's uh, two, two heads for a dream. to it. Yeah, like, I think so. To, so that they could. They were saying in this uh, in this uh, uh, book about the the Ming writers that female homosexuality was very common and considered to be a fine, normal thing. No problem. Ladies have at. <laughs> but male homosexuality was very frowned upon at the huh. same time, which is so interesting to me, the gendered well, it led feelings to, about homosexuality. It, it's interesting because there was also, especially in the upper class, there was a uh, some pretty distinct, sharp lines around gender division, right? So you could... Mm end up being you know uh someone of noble birth and you're you're not gonna meet a lot of dudes who are not you know either working for you or Mm -hmm. or your relatives so maybe how how far historically is this after ancient greek uh and ancient roman 1300s you said Mm -hmm. it's a long time yeah a long long time yeah because i mean like you know in those in those days the 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 greek and roman i mean it was like almost like like cool, not cool right, to not yeah. be bi or, or, or bi curious or have like a stable. Mm. So of long as you weren't the disposal, one being yeah. penetrated, that That's was the right. line. Yeah. yeah, you had to be a top. Yeah, the, tops uh, only, which is so funny because if everyone was a top, then where were they putting it? Uh-huh. <laughs> and by the way, guys, can we just be? Uh, what's a power bottom? Somebody explain to me what a power bottom anybody, is. Anybody? Have you not seen always sunny for this one in Philadelphia? Right, we they might have a need great a... explanation. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I'll just well, Google maybe it, I'll just maybe Google some it. ridiculous romantics. Can we'll, we'll get a we'll get a we'll get an, answering an answering machine, machine on, on a later episode. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't just vegetables and fruit that people used. Okay. Um, speaking of ancient Greece, <laughs> in a book called "The Joy of Sexus: oh. Love, Lust, <laughs> Lust, Love, and Longing in the Ancient World" by Vicky Leon. Breadstick dildos were a common thing. Wow, oh, <laughs> were they bottomless? <laughs> yeah, Sorry. no, they they all found a bottom. I think. Yeah, I don't think any of us absolute. Super I think we villain. all win in this one. Okay, so first off, I don't want to shout to Larry David. <laughs> But the crumbs, right? Like crumbs. crumbs. This is my first question. <laughs> exactly. Exact. Plus, I guess you have to have enough bread that you would let one sit by get stale enough to do the job. Plus, plus, I'm thinking you bust out the olive oil and there's a True. and there's a loaf of bread. I'm not. I'm not going to do I'm anything eat but eat it immediately. It's going <laughs> to yeah, be gone. Yeah, a little balsamic vinegar. Anyway. Thank you. Know, you. I mean, a little salt. Oh, that's a waste. Black pepper in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, I wouldn't. It's food is just going to come before sex for me. <laughs> <laughs> also, I have a real um, not phobia, but I'm just sort of squigged out a little bit by incorporating food stuffs into sex stuff. I just don't think the twain should should meet. Like, I don't even like 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 sexy strawberry use. That's just no. Mm. It just gives yeah. me the willies. Don't care. Yeah, for it. it's like inviting ants to hang out in your bedroom. Yeah, exactly. Right. right. 
and stickiness. Right. There's already going to be stickiness eventually anyway, but that's how you know it's over. You don't want stickiness in advance of the ultimate stickiness. <laughs> you know we're done. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. I also don't like the idea of putting yeast anywhere near your vagina. Oh, oh yeah, that sounds like a thing, right? It's a thing. We don't need to be adding happens. to yeah. the issues down there. Mm-hmm. Um, but apparently this happened when at an ancient bakery when, quote, a gal with time on her hands started fooling hey! around with bread dough. <laughs> is, that, is that a euphemism for like a loose woman? I know, a gal with time, time right? on her hands. On my hands. <laughs> right. <laughs> While lasciviously daydreaming, she created an Olus Bow colics the breadstick dildo, the sex industry's first green product. Oh, well <laughs> done. Well done. Very important to be sustainable in our sex toy uh, exploration. I'm sure that was her primary concern. And she Absolutely. was thinking thousands of years about from pollution. now. Yeah. <laughs> people are going to know. Like, I don't want plastic waste. I'm onto something. You guys are calling me weird, but just mm-hmm. wait. One day, we're going to want to get power from the sun. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this is this is uh, fascinating because it sounds like it caught on and became kind of a a cottage industry, at least in ancient Athens. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, there was a there was a, a note from that interview that Leon did with the Huffington Post where she answered a question that I was a little too hesitant to ask because I'm one of the more immature people in today's conversation. What happens to the bread after? Did anyone eat it? Yes. You sell it for half price, obviously. (laughs) Or you sell it for For three times the price. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) What? Oh, on OnlyFans, you could probably sell it for... A lot There's of some money. weird Greek guy out there. It's like, I'm so that. ready yeah. to eat that bread once you're People done are always selling their used underwear and There's someone for some crazy shit. You know, that's the thing. There's always <laughs> what did, someone what did for she something. say? Oh, uh, did they well, eat it? Leon said these breadsticks were these Olisbos colics, excuse me, were custom made to fit and quote, even nutritious should the need arise. <laughs> <laughs> should a different need arise? <laughs> yeah. It's sort of like an edible like spoon bowl. you might get at a yeah, fancy like a ice cream party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Functional purpose, and edible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nutritious, though? Well, bread. That's my question. I mean. That's a that's a very broad term, you know? <laughs> Maybe and it's it like a multigrain. Extra vitamins and minerals. <laughs> well, you know? It's like a multigrain, so there was some kind of friction Oh, yeah, involved, sure, sure. You know, with or without rye seeds. Dr. Ruth is is probably the. Source. I'm gonna go with. Yes. Well, it depends. Do you want it ribbed for her exactly. pleasure? Maybe that's what the rides. Yeah. The rides. There you go. Yeah. Apparently, there's a reference to using dildos in the play Lysistrata, which is about women who go on a sex strike right. to stop a war. Mm-hmm. Um, so they definitely. Right. I, I wonder if they ever used baguettes and like. A, <laughs> I, I kind of want to do a production now. <laughs> They're like, well, I got. We're all set over here. Oh, the war is going terribly, but our grain industry is <laughs> just dominating. <laughs> Time for a teeny weeny commercial break. We will be right back. Tired of not being able to get a hold of anyone when you have questions about your credit card? With 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yes, you heard that right. You can talk to a human on the Discover customer service team anytime. So the next time you have a question about your credit card, call 1-800-DISCOVER to get the service you deserve. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, Noel, have you ever wanted to wake up to something better? Oh, boy, have I ever been. 
<laughs> well, uh, this is where Avalon Waterways comes in. How does waking up to a medieval castle, an ancient cathedral, a rolling vineyard, or a charming cobblestone village sound to you? Well, here on Ridiculous History, that's right up our street, Ben, our charming cobblestone street. So I can say it sounds pretty good to me. You're absolutely right, Noel. Avalon Waterways has redefined cruising in so many different ways. They've got the uh, widest opening windows. They've got beds that face the passing scenery. So wherever you go, you have a front row seat to the views of the world. And not only do you wake up in the best staterooms in the entirety of the business, but you're waking up in a new port every day, right in the heart of these amazing historic cities. Ah, Ben, sign me up. Open your eyes to a better view and a different kind of cruising. One with smaller ships, bigger experiences, fewer people, and more of everything. Limited time special offers await at avalonwaterways.com. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, Snagajob's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Welcome back to the show, everybody. Okay, I got, I, I'll stop going back to the weird idea that people have to have, quote, sperm injections to not go crazy because there's, <laughs> there's no sperm involved, obviously, right? With, uh, no, I mean, true. I'm not a baker, but... Okay. Yeah, just check I hope it. not. No, but I suppose if you made like an eclair, you know, uh, there's, there might be something oh there for a cannoli. Oh, my God. Oh, boy. Uh, That's my nickname. I said it was cream-filled. I didn't tell you what kind mm-hmm. of cream. Oh, <laughs> but I did tell Sorry you no refunds, and you're welcome. Yes. So, That's right. so I did say. <laughs> so we're, we're looking, I think it's safe to say, though, like what we're already seeing is a long-established pattern of people honestly, people uh, taking some agency for themselves and people saying, yeah. I don't necessarily need another person and all that baggage that comes with it uh, if I already know what I want. Um, right. Mm-hmm. And this this is a trend that continues. I got to say, spoiler alert uh, for everybody listening, I am so excited to get to some poetry in a second because I'm like emotionally mm-hmm. nine years old. But I think we've got maybe just something just another thing to add in here beforehand which is we've also established past the world of like so past the the ancient world uh when we're talking about a lot of this stuff we're talking about people who were probably considered to be people of means i mean history itself as we know it is is kind of a inherently a history of the literate class because they're the ones who could write so mm-hmm. are I guess what I'm asking, I'm not sure how to phrase this. What were rich people doing? 
at this point. Like they weren't using bread. Diddling themselves <laughs> senseless. Yeah, right. say. That's uh, what the servants were for. The oh, servants were for. <laughs> oh. True. No, but you're so right. They they I don't think they used as many root vegetables and stuff because they had money to pay for nice oh, things. Of course. And um, by the time of the Renaissance, rich folks had dildos custom made from silver and ivory and gold and other like precious materials. So they had like, I mean, very valuable sex toys in their <laughs> possession and probably beautifully decorated. Don't you think? Oh, you, you I would think that. Yeah, because you're showing them off to the neighbors, gotta right? Be. There's got to be a nice over. shelf. In your bedroom, and you're like, take your this, pick. This one has is adorned with garnets. I'm a lady yeah. of flesh. There's a certain uh, element of keeping up with right. the Joneses. Of you know, course. Uh, the sex toys. Well, edition. let us adjourn to my dildoarium. Dildoarium? <laughs> I, I think, I think, I think we've only skipped this period in history already, but uh, I just wanted to mention Ooh. something that I that I ran across um, in terms of like what the rich were doing. Uh, it, I, there's a rumor, I think it's backed up with, with actual... Uh, findings archaeological findings but apparently cleopatra would use like a papyrus box full of live bees oh, as yeah. like yeah. the first analog uh, fully a, analog i saw uh, a hollow dildo. gourd or, that she filled with yeah. bees and that was the first okay by legend says that was the first vibrator um, mm-hmm. Which I have never wanted to get off enough to put live bees anywhere close to my body. But <laughs> what if they escape? Okay. Seriously. <laughs> Way a high road, people, Diana. Jeez. I'm sorry. I'm situations. better than you. <laughs> Cleopatra, I'm better than you. It was a different world. She had different things available to her. Different things available. Yeah. So true. Yeah. Well, what a, I mean, yeah. Are <laughs> <laughs> lost for words, Eli? Uh, <laughs> If you feel a loss for words, I think you have perfect timing, my friend, because we're finally getting to a little bit of poetry. And what I love mm-hmm. about this kind of uh, of poetry is that just like uh, Beethoven's really dirty songs about farting and stuff, it proves that people back then were not really different from people today. Uh, mm-hmm. And and yeah, in school we read about we read about the the highfalutin noble stuff uh but I, I i think i think sometimes we miss just uh, how potty humor yeah, yeah. the human population is i i, I kind of compare it to like you think your dad didn't look at porn but he definitely looked at porn most you know definitely I mean? <laughs> yeah and his father his father's father and on and on yeah. through the generations. I mean, much. that's very true. I think that's an interesting thing about history is, is remembering that people loved to have sex. People loved to make jokes. So Fart that was jokes, a, I remember especially. listening to um, a Noble Blood episode, that Ooh. podcast, Noble Blood. is very Ooh, good. Great show. And she was talking about reading uh, some people. She was like, historians take this story really seriously as this like leader being a bitch to her like whatever but she's like it's actually clearly a practical joke (laughs) if you look at it as a prank it's just a funny thing she was doing with her court you have to remember that people did did play jokes on each other back in the day they weren't just fully stoic all the time and winning wars or whatever (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah speaking of etymology i know you're an etymology fan Noel, but the actual we, we all the are, word I think. That's true. I do love yeah. etymology myself. But the word dildo came from our friends the Italians. Thank you. <laughs> thank, oh, thank you, you. Italy. It, it came from the word diletto, 
meaning to delight. Oh, okay. <laughs> there it is. That makes sense. Makes sense. How delightful. Slide and glide and delight. The three things. Also, <laughs> the, the, the double D sound is always it's just a fun. It's a delight to say. Dildo. Dildo. It Dildo. sounds like like a real a real silly goofy thing. Yeah. You know? yeah. I mean, so and I, I I've got to ask. So, peek uh, behind the curtain, folks. For years, I was trying to convince our bosses to let me do an etymology show. Write in and tell them we should, uh, and that the four of us will do it. I'm volunteering everybody here. Uh, we need your help. But this reminds me <laughs> another another word that came into English usage from Italian is uh, dilettante, and I think mm, it has wow. the same ultimate root, right? To delight. Oh, sure, yeah, diletto to delight. Yeah. So yeah. my question is, even though now we call dilettante. You know, we call the definition a lover of the arts or or whatever. Um, <clears throat> did it mean dildo people in the beginning? A, a lover of the dildos. <laughs> <laughs> it's people who had way too many in their dildoorium. <laughs> yes. <laughs> or whatever. Right. Like, she has a whole other room, guys. <laughs> Why would I need Total a dildo rack? I don't even have a dildo, <laughs> let alone many, that would accommodate an entire rack. <laughs> We'll be adding another wing onto the palace this year. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But yeah, we have a uh, really wonderful, hilarious body poem um, about, <laughs> kind of about the Italian influence <laughs> here. Right. Uh, it was by John Wilmot, who was the second Earl of Rochester, and he was apparently well known for his lewd poetry that he would write. And um, we pulled out some select verses from a uh, kind of a long poem called Signor Dildo <laughs> that he wrote. Uh, that's that's Mr. Mr. Dildo. Dildo. <laughs> right. Mr. Dildo. So yeah, I say let's head on down to Poetry Corner and hear Signor Dildo by John Wilmot. You would take him at first for no person of note because he appears in a plain leather coat. Uh. But when you his virtuous abilities know, you'll fall down and worship Signor Dildo. My lady Southesk, heaven prosper her fort, first clothed him in satin, then brought him to court. But his head in the circle he scarcely durst show. So modest a youth was Signor Dildo. The Countess of Falmouth, of whom people tell, her footmen wear shirts of a guinea and L might save that expense if she did but know how lusty a swinger is Signor Dildo. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> the pattern of virtue, her grace of Cleveland, has swallowed more pricks than the ocean has sand. <laughs> Little slant rhyme right there. I gotta give him credit for that one. Oh, <laughs> has the shade. More the name dropping and shade. The ocean has sand. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Cleveland has sand. Yeah. Uh, but by rubbing and scrubbing, so wide does it grow. It is fit for just nothing. But the Signora Dildo. <laughs> Our dainty fine duchesses have got a trick. To dote on a fool for the sake of his prick. The fops were undone, did their graces but know the discretion and vigor of Signor Dildo. This Signor is sound, safe, ready, and dumb, as ever was candle, <laughs> carrot, or thumb. Then away with these nasty devices and show 
how you rate the just merit of Singular Dildo. <laughs> oh, beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Uh, so I uh. want to point out just two things real quick. First, yeah. dumb in that last first great read, everybody. Right. Wait, three things. No, Fantastic acting all around. Amazing, all around. Um, second, dumb in this sense most likely just means Silence. Yeah. Silence. But yes. it works. Yes. It, it works very well. It works well. either way. Yeah. Yes. So congratulations. Uh, yeah, a himbo is what uh, we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, we're talking about himbo. Yeah. <laughs> so I also, I don't think we said this in the beginning because we were excited about talking about this uh, off air. Um, Diana, Eli, this is not the full poem. These are excerpts. You have it in oh, the yeah. notes as select verses from his poem. Yeah. My question is, how long is this poem? Is he just they're like also, y'all, yeah, pre-television, <laughs> they, I they're all at, pages, yeah. Exactly. They had nothing else to do. So this shit went on for like, I think it was like 18 or 19 stanzas. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> and he name dropped so many people. And I'm like, I hope they're real. Like, were they here listening? Like, I've, are you trying to say that I have swallowed more pricks than the ocean has sand? <laughs> so he specifically name checks people? Well, this is, I don't know if they're mm. real people. But even still, he's but like... I think so. I think yeah. he's, I think he is at least referring the to... The Countess of Falmouth. Because this happened a lot in... Uh, in in aristocratic circles they yeah. would write it stuff was like that the was early like early rap battles kind of roasty yeah. kind of like they would yeah. they would uh -huh. be writing stuff that's like you know they'd put a different name on it but everybody knew who you meant uh -huh. you know you meant that the slutty chick over there <laughs> the you know yeah, yeah exactly so it was always like some under shade some shade amazing <laughs> trying to yeah. throw shade Total on all shade. these ladies uh, one thing i love about this style of poetry is it's so smug and self-satisfied <laughs> <It laughs> like just like ah, I'm gonna do the thing again, like uh, <laughs> at the end of it, you know. It's just like, yeah, very arch. And like and the yeah. fact that there's like the fact that there's so many more stanzas to this that we left out just hammers that home even further. Yeah. Does like, it hammer I it? Am. <laughs> oh, it does. Uh, uh, right on the head. I am just so delightfully bawdy and uh, and hilarious. That's what this guy's yeah. saying. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, he was very proud of this poem. I'm sure. <laughs> very excited to share with all the ladies that he was talking. <laughs> He's like, hey, I put you in my poem. Oh my God, thank you. Well, man, read it first. You should come it. to yeah. the show. <laughs> I also wonder if the Countess of Falmouth was like, oh, so I don't have to fuck my footman and give him nice stuff. I, I could just get me that. a little toy to put yeah. in the house. <laughs> uh, uh, this, this is also, this is where we see like a turn. So it's widely accepted, even though it might be um, a little edgy. Right. Uh, this guy's mm -hmm. doing insult comedy. Tale as old as time. Right. Uh, sure. But as as uh, you guys have been telling us before, eventually there was a, there was a time where uh, guys started to promote uh, dudes. I mean, uh, specifically started to associate well, they ran a smear campaign against dildos. Right. It's promiscuity. Yeah. It's EVD. But at the same time, for the entire time, Dudes had uh, their their own toys, right? And uh, sure, Eli, I'm just oh, yeah. I'm gonna have to go hashtag no pun left behind because it's sincere. When you at the very top of the show said male insecurity, because it's been yep. a long day for me, I thought you meant uh -huh. male hyphen i n space security m a i l yeah security. I don't know what to do with that mm -hmm. pun, but I don't want to leave it out in the cold. Uh, so okay, <laughs> we'll get hang there. on to it. Just yeah, we have the, I'm, there's I'm a lot of male like, insecurity. To yeah, come like a, a guard, 
uh, some uh, guard who can't, guard, uh, yeah. you know, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Well, it'll, somebody, it'll come security it'll something. Be, yeah, yeah, we'll ridiculous romantics, help us out. Just explain that pun to us. Uh, the pun Nailed we made. It. Be great. <laughs> so uh, this is fascinating, though, because we haven't talked about something that uh, is apparently quite popular. I feel weird saying it. I feel like my mom's going to come back and find me if I say this. Cock rings? <laughs> yep. Oh, God, oh. man! But they're old too, Who are right? You? <laughs> Dude, my favorite, I think one of my school. favorite Mr. Show sketches. I was about to sketch, s- like a fake commercial. Yes. It's like cock ring warehouse. <laughs> Any cock will do. But they're like so bored. They're like, come on down to the cock we ring have warehouse. The cock we rings. have all the cock rings. New and used <laughs> cock rings. Vintage. Yeah, I like it. I love oh, that. That show. shit's hilarious. Yeah. It's fantastic. <laughs> but yeah, they are actually pretty old school cock rings. They have been around for a long time. Um, part, partly, I guess, because of that male insecurity, because they're supposed to help you achieve or keep an erection mm. for longer. So okay. it's kind of part of, I guess, that where they're like, I need something to like make sure I'm g- give, giving her the goods. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. Mm-hmm. Give me the edge. Give literally. The, yeah. It's about edging, kind of. That's oh, the term. That's where true. you're sort of keeping yourself. It's almost like a tantric thing where you're sort of like holding back. You yeah, know, you're trying to true. not, you know, climax in 2.5 seconds. <laughs> right. Trying to give it some time. There's a book called The Book of Kink, Sex Beyond the Missionary by mm. Ava Christina. And it says that um, in the Jin and Song dynasties in China around A.D. 1200, mm-hmm. they would make cock rings out of a goat's eyelid. What? All right, I'm out. Um, because it's already a circle of skin. Uh-huh. And then they would leave the lashes on the... Oh, <laughs> like a feather tickle? Oh, my God. Like so it would be a little, a little tickly uh, can for I the just, ladies Can I just say involved. the things we've done to goats on this show. I know. Right? And uh. even when we went on your show <laughs> last time for Valentine's Day. Yeah, yeah. Things goats, we put man. goats through. Yeah, we can. Is there some goat vivisection involved in one of those rituals oh that we talked about? No, I know what it was. It, it was, was the, the goat skins. Goat, they would yeah. slap the goat people skin. with bloody yeah. goat skins. Yeah. Slaughter the hell out of <laughs> We had a guy marry a goat in a yeah, recent episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. We talked about yeah. that. We talked about that. So, but yeah, that we just we are we are putting goats through it. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's part of a long history too of looking to the natural world for things that are thought to in one way or another enhance sexual mm-hmm. performance, right? right. And even right, that even sure. exists today with the various different unproven or disproven stories that say, hey, you know what? This thing's an aphrodisiac. I know uh-huh. it sounds crazy, but just <laughs> let this guy <laughs> slap you with a goat skin a couple of right. times and then right. come back and thank okay. me. Just come back and thank Eat <laughs> this entire goat's testicle yeah. hole. Yeah. It will imbue Trust you with me. the power of the goat. <laughs> Why is it always the most disgusting, smelly, like unappetizing things that are like, this will really turn you on? Yeah, it's but never like. Sell them. They were like, otherwise it's trash. I've got to make it about <laughs> yeah. sex or something. They're never <laughs> like, just do 10 push ups a day, you know? Just, yeah. right. well, there's a lot. And they're like, like, no, I don't have time. It's, it's going down in the next room. <laughs> just give me the goat. <laughs> Eyelid. Give me the goat yeah. cock ring now. <laughs> You're right, though. I mean, like, I mean, I, I think I, I love oysters, but they're obviously really unappetizing and the disgusting to some people. Scene. I think it was. Uh, oh, yeah, they I look think so it was. Gross, um, but, yeah. Hemingway said something like was 
very brave was the man who first ate an oyster, you know? Or very but like hungry. that's a, meant to meant to be an <laughs> aphrodisiac. Uh, yeah. Oh, true. I've yeah. Heard an acquired that. taste for sure. Yeah. I just don't know about that. I don't know if I've eaten an oyster and been like, ooh. And I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> they say that about garlic too, but that's another one. I'm like, does anyone Tons eat a bunch of garlic, of garlic and go, yes, no, I can't wait man. to mash my mouth up against yours. <laughs> 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 I, as soon as I smelled you across the room. <laughs> I knew and I this, knew it was time. It was a cloud atlas moment. Jeez. Oh, well, so, you know, I'm a big believer in being honest and transparent about learning. And I'm going to go out and say it. I don't care if I embarrass myself. I did not know that goat eyelash cock rings were a thing. I must have no, missed. That's shameful, Ben. I must have missed that day in PE. And I apologize yeah. to everyone. <laughs> it was a whole day of health class. We kept nudging you, but mm. you were sound asleep. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> How would you fall asleep during that lesson? Like, ben, this lessons. is the good part. So, <laughs> you stayed awake for the etymology, but not this. So what we all, this also makes me think of um, <clears throat> things that people have done and, and this I do know about things people have done in pursuit of enhanced sexual pleasure, uh, mm-hmm. including what I would call minor surgery, because yeah, guys, we can say this as dudes, uh, will do a lot of crazy stuff if they think it gives them just an edge, just a little edge. <laughs> That's so yeah, true. I don't think you have this covered there, but like, you know, I mean, the Prince Albert literally was created by prince albert you know right it's, you know it's obviously a piercing yeah through the the through the urethra and out the bottom of the yeah of the, the head it's a terrifying prospect it sounds incredibly yeah. painful not not worth an not edge to me but i, I guess it's, so. it is no. for some i don't know i don't know i, I, I don't want to yuck anyone's yum but yeah <laughs> no no 100 but i you know these uh some of the ones that you you found diane i think are maybe a little more like impermanent Yes, fortunately, but still painful. I don't know. (laughs) But yeah, there's this book called Woman, an Historical, Gynecological, and Anthropological Compendium from 1935. And it's by Hermann Heinrich Ploss, Max Bartels, and Paul Bartels. And they say that this goat eyelash cock ring thing may have originated in the Indonesian islands and not in China. So that's a little bit in dispute. And they also noted from various tribes worldwide sex aids like inserting a brass wire into the penis uh, uh, or putting little gold and silver beads under its head. All right. And then binding it up with a bit of bird down to tickle the sex partner at the same time. Okay, folks. <laughs> I'm out. You wouldn't put a silver ball in your penis for me? No. <laughs> no, I, I don't need to hesitate on that one. Uh, that's just a flat well, that's no. Okay. okay, that's fair. <laughs> I wouldn't ask it of you, to be fair. But <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, so that was an option <laughs> that you could uh, do. Again, I think that's a ribbed for her pleasure thing. It's trying to make your dick more special, I guess, <laughs> or something. I mean, sticking a brass wire, I guess that's for rigidity, that, I right? Guess, We're thinking. Like a, so you can kind of bend like it into shapes splint? like a paperclip animal. Mm-hmm. Oh. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. Oh, like a, like a paperclip animal. I, yeah. I can oh. see how that would be possible, but I'm having a, a tough time with the motivation. <laughs> You know what I mean? Teach their own. Right. Exactly. Again. Teach yes. their own. With that. Yes. Ooh. I don't know. There might be some people out there with very fascinating little giraffes they've built out of their dicks. <laughs> well, I guess I'll look at a gallery I'm of it, out. but not for long. I yeah. Would, um, <laughs> yeah. Well, I would I would think also then that aside from those kind of traditions, we already see the the idea of wanting to be associated with wealth, like gold and silver, the beads. Um, but mm-hmm. what about 
did they ever move on from the goat eyelash thing? Like how how much of history have I missed? I guess I'm asking. Was it no? Oh, was but- this like a thing that? you knew about or like what what no 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 i mean definitely i mean I, I was aware that like i think early condoms were made of of sheep skin right right um but that's the that's the the, the degree to which i was aware of using animal flesh uh on mm. your member um but then you know you then you get into what was this the burmese bell burmese bells that's a uh, kind of the next the next level of this right Yeah, this is another really interesting one. And this one could be placed either inside the vagina prior to sex or in the penis. Um, I guess it was like for sale on goop. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, it's very good for your vaginal health. Um, But they were called exertion bell or Burmese bells. And this again, we're in the Ming Dynasty. So this is a lot of uh, ancient Chinese uh, sex aids, I guess. And they were kind of copper or gold bell or ball-shaped objects that contained the sperm of a mythical Burmese bird. And apparently you had to catch the sperm with like a fake woman made of straw. <laughs> There's like oh, a yeah, whole... Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. A whole... Sure. Sounds complicated. Yeah, yeah, a whole complicated process <laughs> to getting this sperm. And the Qing uh. scholar Chao Yi describes holding one of these in his hand. And he said, quote... I found that as soon as it had become a little warm, it started to move on its own account and a tiny sound emanated from it. As soon as I put it back on the table, the sound ceased. Oh, God, I hope the sound was like... <laughs> now that would be fun. It was like, I know what you about to do, baby. Wow. But that was the one like the bees where I was like, if something starts to jump around and make its own noise, I feel like I would not put it inside my body. Yeah, I, I didn't go there, Ben. I, I was immediately just thought this sperm is haunted. There's ghost a little sperm, sperm. Ghost sperm There's inside ghost this in there. <laughs> There's a ghost in oh, there. Oh, man. Which some people well, would be into. It's true. true. It's hey, true. I think we've done them on this very show. <laughs> or we will. Yeah, we will if we <laughs> haven't, yeah. Holy cow, I'm blushing. But also, you know, I learned a lot about what my, a ride. Uh, my body, which is a temple, but also apparently a playground. It has been throughout history. Yeah, I, uh, lear- I, I candidly learned some stuff that I can't unlearn. A lot of, uh, I can't remember if this is, if we already got to this in part one. I think we did. A lot of stuff about goats. Mm-hmm. Stay yeah. with me. Yeah, it's I mean mental images that I can't unsee, but I don't want to. I'm if I'm forever changed by them, and I'm okay with that. You know what an experience? What what a wild ride, Noel. And this is only part one. I've got to say though, I can't wait until Thursday when we get part two out. Yeah, we're definitely going to get it out there. Um, sorry to anyone who, who this topic uh, wasn't for you. Um, we'll, we'll make it up to you next week with some really, really vanilla content. We promise. Just kidding. We, we know there's no prudes in the squad. There's no prudes in the squad. In the meantime, thanks to, of course, Vanilla Ice Cream. Thanks to our one and only super producer, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Max Williams. Thanks to Casey mm-hmm. Pegram. Thanks to thanks- Vanilla Ice Thanks uh, to Vanilla yeah, Ice. Thanks to Millie Vanilli. Thanks to our own Millie Vanilli, uh, the one man Millie Vanilli himself, Mr. Jonathan Strickland, aka the Quister. What do you think about that street main street name? You know, they call him the one man Millie Vanilli. Well, I mean, he does not play well with others, even if there's lip syncing involved. So uh, that's, that's on him, I would say. 
Thanks to Alex Williams, who composed this bang and bop uh, that you're hearing in your ears right this very second. Thanks to Christopher Hasiotis and Eve Jeffcoats here in spirit. Uh, and most importantly, Ben, thanks. Thanks to you for this uh, opportunity to go on a raunchy ride together. It was a lot of fun. And there's more to come. Yeah, big, big thanks, of course. Uh, we've said it several times, but can't say it enough. Big thanks to Eli and Diana Banks uh, for making such a wonderful show. Big thanks to everybody throughout history who got horny enough to MacGyver an experience together for themselves. And, of course, Noel, huge thanks to you, man. Ah, you're too kind. We'll see you next time, folks. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Are you still searching for your perfect place to call home? Well, now is the time to buy at Fisher Homes. If you're looking to move in before the end of 2024, May could be your last opportunity to start building your dream home and close before the year's end. If you're hoping to move in even sooner, Fisher Homes also has homes that are move-in ready and waiting for you, where you can start enjoying the benefits of homeownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with a new home advisor today at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.